Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to Bravo Happy Hour. I'm your host, Megan O'Donnell. Grab yourself a drink and join me while I break down the week in Bravo TV news. Welcome to Bravo Happy Hour. I'm your host, Megan O'Donnell, and today's episode is blessed with the presence of Jared Millian. He's a performer, makeup artist from New Jersey, and a certified Bravo-holic. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm such a huge fan of yours and the podcast. That's amazing and so weird if anyone says they're a fan of me. I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) You have a good voice. You have a really good voice. I'll give you that. Very soothing. Thank you. As a minute ago, I was like, I'm sitting here in my underwear in my apartment sweating my balls off but we've got to do the lord's work and we're really lucky because we were supposed to record the past two days but we didn't because scheduling whatever and so this show is a day late but we are not a dollar short not a dollar short a day late but the opposite of a dollar short we struck gold with this delay ding dong the witches of weho are dead so if you guys are not on the internet or like have done anything um, in the past 24 hours, you would know that Saucy Schroeder and Kristen Doty from The Real Housewives, oh my God, I just gave them a Real Housewives title. Wow. Oh, I mean, I'm, maybe you're speaking that into existence because that's their dreams come true. That Is would that- be their absolute dreams come true. Like, but they don't have enough money to be Real Housewives of anything. Especially because now they're both unemployed. Anyways. <laughs> So, uh, Stassi Schroeder and Kristen Doty from Vanderpump Rules, and also to Nobody's Max and Brett, were fired from Bravo today, Tuesday, June 9th, because- V-Day, D-Day, V-Day, V-Day. The (laughs) V-Day. So, the four of them all got- fired due to racial insensitive, racially insensitive comments that they've been making for years. And I mean, frankly, they should have just been fired for like being themselves. Like even if they didn't say racist things, I feel like they all, everybody on Vanderpump Rules is the definition of failing upwards. So there's just a lot to unpack. So we'll start with Kristen and Stassi, who I know I'm like, Yeah, it's a lot. So here's my thing. I have wanted Kristen off of Vanderpump Rules since mm, episode one of Vanderpump Rules. So my thing with all of it is for those two, it's a long time coming, but really like, like the craziness of it to me, and it's, it almost ties in Brett and whatever that other guy's name, Max or whoever, like it almost ties them in because it's when they made those comments, I'm like, Mm, they're getting fired. Like, I was like, there's no way they're going to keep them on the show. There's no way that's going to go forward. But when this shit all blew up with um, Faith, I was like, what are they going to do? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So just backtracking. So Stassi and Kristen both went on a podcast back in 2018, the Bitch Bible podcast. And I I remember where I was when I heard that episode. The Bitch Bible, (laughs) where we all were, where we all were. So they went on this podcast and Stassi first went on it and was talking with Jackie about Faith, who had been on a few seasons of Vanderpump Rules, just kind of as a friend of, and then was the infamous catalyst to Absolutely, break the up whole Jax and Brittany, the whole cheating, Jax fucks Faith. Duh, like at yeah, no, I really mean, Faith. So they went on the show and began alleging that Faith was one stole Jax's car, was breaking into people's homes, stealing credit cards, drugging men at clubs, and taking all of their money. I'm like, what, what are you, where are you two getting this? And so, it's also like, not to cut you off, but the truth about Faith, like what we already know about Faith is that she fucked Jax in front of a elderly woman that she was caring for. And I'm like, 
isn't that enough instead of making up all these allegations about you know what i mean like we don't have to get into this weird like creating stories about faith that don't exist the proof that faith has admitted to is enough for you to just be like okay maybe i'm not going to be friends with faith you know what i mean yeah like if you were going to go after faith go after the fact that she would do that on the job not 100%, 100%. Do. So they're sitting up on this podcast. Stassi is saying her and Kristen were like drinking spicy margs at some place in Los Angeles. And I guess they saw a Daily Mail article that featured a African-American woman. And Kristen immediately says, that's Faith. And then the two of them go down a rabbit hole, contacting the LAPD, contacting the military police because Faith was in an active military person i don't know like what or even more yeah but they went completely above and beyond to accuse her of these crimes that she clearly didn't do like one unequivocally did there's no argument faith did not faith is not like breaking into people's homes and stealing jack's taylor's car was it that little wagon he was riding, though, when he was riding through WeHo on that, like, at the back of the cooler? I'm like, if it was that, I almost wish that were true. But it's like, Faith, y'all haven't done enough to Faith that we now have to, like, create this, like, narrative. Like, Faith hasn't been through enough with the Vanderpump Rules people that, like, you're going to 100% racially profile her by reading. And it's like, what, Kristen, is Faith the only Black person you know? That you're like, oh, this article is faith. You're out of your mind. Sorry. No, no, no. You're completely right. So that was one of the things. So they said, oh, they had the same weave. They had the same weave. And so then you hear Jackie, you hear Stassi, you hear Kristen snickering about this woman's hair, which if you've seen one episode of The Real Housewives of Atlanta as a dumb white person, um, i.e. myself, you'd probably understand that speaking about an African woman, African-American woman's hair is like a sensitive subject and also a specifically racially targeted comment. Yeah, it's not your place. It's not your, you don't have any space in that moment. Like there's really, first of all, like I have like feelings about white people in general using the word weave because I feel like it's always used in a derogatory way like it's like oh my weave or this is my weave and it's like you don't get to take that away from black people like that's something that they that's a a word that they use that's something that they use to describe their hair and it's like for you to then use it in like a derogatory sense or even just to speak to oh it's my weave like a lot of white girls do that with like extensions they're like oh this is my weave and it's like you never would have called it a weave ever in your life those are hair extensions and you've now created a situation where you're taking like colloquialisms or other things used by black people and trying to claim them as your own, which is surprise the definition of cultural appropriation. Like, I don't know what to tell you. So congrats. I feel like we should send that like little soundbite to Lala Kent directly and be like, Hey girl, if you ever need to know on how to speak to people uh, or speak about yourself, Mrs. Tupac reincarnated. But that did you is- see the picture with the bl- with the red and like I'm not LA or I may not be from Com. I was like, is she out of her mind right now? That's what we're gonna do. Wait, that was a recent picture. I don't know if it was recent or it was definitely recently drudged up. I stopped following Lala because I literally can't stomach the term "give them Lala." Like it makes me want to choke myself in front of every it makes me want to literally bad don't use that but it makes me literally want to it literally makes me want to just like i i don't know what it makes me want to run away it makes me want to move somewhere where there's no tv i hate it so give them lala i'm like what is that like is it is that a disease an infectious disorder give them or lala. like a drink like is it a drink at the bar like give them ex, a lala. Give them a lala. <laughs> yeah i'm like no i'll have a tequila ginger with like a splash of grenadine i don't want the lala I'm like, so, but yeah, it's, she's definitely, I'm surprised. I, I guess like they need something to go by, like to really fire somebody for that. Because really like you could, I mean, Stassi and Kristen don't stand a chance, but if they were to just fire Lala and base it off of appropriation, she 100% could come at them with the defamation suit. So it's like, it's definitely, I think one of those things where like they have to like tread the waters lightly, but this shit with like them calling her out on that podcast, not only is it really, really like textbook bullying, it's racist. It's just racist. It would be racist today and six months ago and 10 years ago and whenever they did it. It's racist to racially profile a black woman and decide that this is the black woman, that the one that you apparently know, the only black woman, you're going to say, oh, it's definitely fake. 
first of all, Faithy's on a reality show. Don't you think that the LA Times is going to be able to find her if she's this, like, masked burglar? Like, they're not, like, yeah. it's a new, like, they can find her. Like, they, like they'll, be, they'll know it's fake. They're not going to, like, put out a call for a girl that's on reality TV. Also, if it's on the Daily Mail, all of the people looking at the article, just like Kristen, would have said, that's Faith. Kristen is the only one who was making this genius discovery. And then they were like priding themselves on being crime stoppers and really like oh going above and beyond. And they were like, it was so weird that LAPD didn't do anything. It's like, well, yeah, two drunk girls sitting in a bar <laughs> saying we like know a black girl and now she's a thief. And so, it's also like, do you really, what do you think they thought when they answered that phone call? When they're like, hi, we saw the article. We know that it's Faith. Daily Mail was probably like, is, is this Kristen Doty? Like, is this, like, are we being pranked? Yeah. It's just so, it's so insane that it's like, there's no other outcome but losing your jobs. Yeah. So that was the beginning. This all kind of blew up in the last few days. And this is obviously not the first time Stassi has been pretty atrocious in so many different ways. A couple of years ago, she did the whole Oscar So White freak out where she basically I remember that. Said, I don't understand why, like, Black people just are begging to be seen in the Oscars. Like, maybe their movies weren't good. And mind you, Oscar So White started because the cast of Selma, a movie about <laughs> Martin Luther King <laughs> getting voting rights for people in the United States, for African-American people in the United States, the cast and Ava DuVernay, who directed it, wore shirts that say, I can't breathe because of what Eric Gardner had to happen, what happened yeah. to Eric Gardner a couple years ago, where he was a similar situation to George Floyd is like asphyxiated with a cop's knee. Or yeah. Don't, I haven't yeah, he was choked. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Was Eric was choked. He was, it was, he was like in a, in a chokehold. It was horrific. It's horrific. So they were all wearing the shirts and then the Oscars decided that they were going to blackball the 12 years of slave cast. And um, I'm sorry, not 12 years of slave. Selma. 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 Yeah. And that's where Oscar So White started because they were like, how ridiculous. We're literally protesting police brutality. Why? Are we now being penalized for yeah, it? Being penalized for it. So Stasi at that point made all these comments. Well, I, I don't understand. Asian people aren't com complaining. I don't even understand. Why do they always have to pull out the black card? Why do they always have to do that? A and it's like Stasi because. <sighs> well, you know nothing. You're you a person know. that you absolutely know nothing about anything. And it's very clear that this platform that you've been given from the amazing fucking race has brought you to this level of literally privilege where you think that that's an appropriate thing to say and this is when when celebrities bravo celebrities say things like this this is why i'm like they need to be taken to task for what they say because at the end of the day you don't know who's listening to you stassi like you don't know who's reading those tweets thinking maybe anybody that has a platform anybody on facebook no matter who they are i was taken to task a few months ago for something i said about joe biden where a friend called me and was like you know when you say stuff like that at the end of the day they're like you don't know who's reading it. So you're a brave person or you're a loud person or you're outspoken. And if somebody hears that, they may not be as brave or loud as an outspoken and take that as like, oh, two of, okay, so it's okay to feel the way that I do. And Stassi, you don't know who heard you say Oscar's so white. And it's also like, are you so stupid that you didn't pay attention to what was happening with Ava DuVernay and the rest of the cast of Selma? And you didn't realize how moronic it was for you to try to turn that hashtag on its head. You're an actual moron, and I'm surprised it's taken anyone this long to figure out that you are inherently racist. Yeah, and it keeps happening, and the weird thing with Stassi is that she's still a golden child. A couple episodes ago, we were talking about how Sheena gets a bad edit, yet Stassi and Bo get a great edit, and the producers who are producing Gender from Rules, they're listening and watching and consuming all the same content that we are. They know when she's talking about being Nazi chic. They were around when she did the Me Too comments. They were around when this was happening. All of these things have been in the cultural zeitgeist. And they're consistently giving her platforms, giving her a, a Siri, a virtual whatever shitty... Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, they're constantly giving her opportunities above and beyond anybody else on the network in addition to anybody else on her cast and so it's even their problem because it's like you guys are enabling this because you're not holding her to task and I remember a couple months ago she tweeted oh my god I just I woke up from a bad dream then I just got canceled well bitch your dreams are coming true because surprise surprise you're not waking up from this one because really exactly like you're saying it's 
What's frustrating, and this is why I think Bravo, and I'm glad that you guys have all started those different things where you're signing those positions to get them to really, you know, be more inclusive. Because if you look at Bravo as a whole, they, you can look at all of the Housewife franchises as people, and you can say, okay, you literally have your token black girl with Atlanta, and then it's then Potomac, and they market those shows differently. They market Potomac and Atlanta as these catty fighting mm-hmm. dramatic shows where it's you're doing a real housewives of new york and you've never had a black woman like if anyone has ever stepped into the state of new york you know that that is not a realistic depiction of affluent people in new york there are plenty of i could think of 10 off the top of my head right now of black women that could easily join that cast and could easily succeed so it's like when you think of something like stassi and Stasi, and how she's continuously given a platform. I think what's frustrating to me about it is the the ignorance of the network to be like, oh, well, we're watching what's on the show. And it's like, I mean, if you really think about it, it's kind of like, I, I would bet you all the money in my bank account that you guys were probably around when she was tweeting this shit. You filmed them all the time. Because, yeah. So you're going to say that it's, you're, you're turning a blind eye. And I think to go back to what you just said is like, that really broke my heart when I read that shit about Sheena, because I think that Sheena as annoying as she can be and as brain dead as she sometimes is, I think Sheena makes great reality TV. And I think that Sheena's great for TV because I think she just knows what she's doing. To find out behind the scenes that this poor girl has been eating shit for seven seasons to make this happen, it's like, but then Stassi gets trademarked the word basic as if like just viewing her and watching her behave, we weren't already like, you're basic, we get it. We totally get it. I mean, I can't even imagine what Ariana and Sheena and even Katie. I wonder if Katie is like, how did I get knocked? Yeah. Well, how am I? I People were canceling her because of her personality, not because of any racial. Yeah, because she sucks. (laughs) She sucks. But even this past season, the whole prank that Lala and Randall did on Jack, I mean, not, and Jax did on Tom Sandoval with the cops arresting her katie was incredibly upset and was like do you not know what's going on in the world a fake arrest is kind of serious and can get really ugly really fast in los angeles uh and it's also what i will give katie is i sometimes fit katie to be like from watching katie really progress i sometimes like watching katie on the show i think that she just is at a place now where I'm like, what more is she going to be able to give us? And I firmly believe that Bravo sees Tom Schwartz as a gold mine. So I think they know that they can't get rid of Katie yeah. because it would be kind of awkward for Tom to do the show. But Ariana is my favorite cast member on that whole show because I just think that she's the most reflective of people that work in restaurants, essentially, that are aware of what's going on and like are here on earth with the rest of us. Whereas somebody like Stasi, like I said, you can just dig into Stasi's history and she's had an unbelievably privileged life. Unbelievably privileged. She's never really had to like, from, my, from my, all accounts, never really had to like work that hard for anything. You know what I mean? And honestly, the show did really okay without her for the season that she wasn't on. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm not really sure why it took this long to get her back off. Because it kind of felt like she never really even grew out of that friend of the cast role since she came back. Yeah, especially in the last few years. It's like she's like gotten older and, you know, started dating Bo. And, you know, their relationship is somewhat stable. So we don't get to see like yeah. crazy Stassi, which is like what we love to see. So like on the surface, you see growth and you're like, oh, wow, you're not drunkenly smacking your friends in the face and doing all these things so it's like oh yeah like she is growing in a way but then you look and it's like no consistent behavior but just like microaggressions consistently like micro issues so that like the viewer with like not really a keen eye like isn't really picking up on it and I don't pick up on it all the time even a couple weeks ago she was tweeting during the quarantine uh what I would do to put on my sir dress and go wait tables bitch the waitresses at Sir don't have a job. They don't get furloughed. They get fired. They don't have money. They don't have insurance. You're sitting up here in your big, beautiful house with your husband, you know, doing your thing. Once was a cast member. Once had a what had a successful podcast, which is no longer on iTunes anymore. Like <laughs> crazy, crazy. Ripped, ripped from the airways. Literally, Apple was like, "I want her gone. Take her everything she's had. Tell her the horse she rode in on. Everything she came." 
And I agree that it, as someone who was personally laid off in this, in this, um, co- like during, because of COVID, every time I hear someone, oh, what I wouldn't give to like do nothing all day. Do you understand like how difficult it is to wake up? And luckily I have savings, but it's like how difficult it is to wake up every day and be like, what do I do now? I've looked for jobs before, but like never in a pandemic. 28 million people are looking for jobs too. <laughs> exactly. And it's like, honestly, stuff. Yeah. What you wouldn't give to put your sir dress back on for what? For fun? Because at the end of the day, what are you making? Like 55 to 65 an episode. So it's like, you're making a shit ton of money. You don't need to work at Sir. And it's like, so for you to even say that, it's what about like, so I, have you been to Sir? Cause I've been to Sir. Oh yeah. And yeah. And I'm like, of course you have. Being there, you're like, oh, this is a restaurant. You're not on TV. You know what I mean? Yeah. All of these girls that are working there are now like, fuck Vanderpump rules. That's like eight bitches that work here. We all have fucking jobs. We're the ones that are like passing out pickles and like picking up straws when these bitches are over here working. So it's, it's just so insensitive. And it's for me, it should come at no shock to her that especially now in the wake of really the whole world kind of getting behind Black, Live, uh, Black Lives Matter, whereas before it was, I mean, I've been involved since the jump and I'm sure like you have, and a lot of people that are, you know, care about humanity have been involved from the beginning, but other people, I feel like what's given it so much traction recently is there's a lot of non-people of color that are like, fuck this. No, like, we're not going to do this. You had to know, like, all of them have to be scouring their tweets at this point and looking through everything they've ever done. When her publicist dropped her, I was like, this is bad for you. This is really bad. I mean, when your publicist knows that this is only going to get worse and they jump ship before they can even actually know, they probably helped write the her phony apology. Let's be real. But when she did not. But like speaking of the apology, she didn't even, they didn't, she didn't apologize to Faith. No. She publicly apologized. Well, that's another thing. Okay, so we'll go through the, the apologies. So both Stassi and Kristen were silent for about three days when all of this was happening. Yesterday, the two of them, at the exact same time, black background, white font, very black. I black cannot, black, I cannot. wrote their crock of shit apologies. I'm going to read Stassi's first. I'm very ready. I'm just plugging my phone in, but I was, I'm bo- I was born ready for this performance. I've never been more ready for something ever in my life. By the way, you guys, I didn't have a statement necklace, but I'm wearing a statement earring. So watch it on YouTube if you want to see these. Oh, it's such a statement too. I'm into it. Watch on YouTube after this part where I'm like doing like an earthquake with my phone trying to get it. I'm like, oh, I go. Okay, so this is like my literal makeup case holding this phone up, but whatever. <laughs> I was like, my, I would literally sooner not, I would sooner be anywhere but not on this podcast with you. I've been trying to talk to you for what, like eight months at this point? I know, this has been a long time coming, and I mean, I think we're both really lucky that we get this one. And about. you're my favorite, not to keep gushing over you, but you're my favorite Bravo <laughs> podcast. You're the realest, the smartest, the most relatable, the funnest. You're always interacting with people. I'm obsessed, but keep going. I'm ready. Love. You hear that, Stassi? Bad credits? Shut up. <laughs> I wrote that in my notes as I was just like typing notes the other day. And then I was like looking at it just now. And I was like, did I really write Stassi bad credit Schroeder? I'm like, well, <laughs> Stassi takes no credit for anything she's ever said. So it works. So it works. No credit, <laughs> bad credit, all the credit. Let's go for this apology. I'm so ready. We're so here. Stassi starts with racially insensitive comments from my passive resurface. It is important that I continue to take accountability for what I have said and done while pushing myself to do better. I've grown significantly from the person I was then, April 2018, by the way. Trust me, girl, like, I've had, like, shirts longer than that, like. (laughs) Of the shirt I'm wearing. Yeah, like, forever 20. I literally got this shirt when I was studying abroad six years ago. Anyways, I'm grateful for the people in my life that continue to check me and push me to evolve into a more educated person. I also want to address my former castmate, Faith Stowers. My emotions over something that happened between our friends outweighed my logic and there's no excuse for that. I do not recognize then the serious ramifications that could have transpired because of my actions. What I did to Faith was wrong. I apologize and do not expect forgiveness. I am also sorry to anyone that feels disappointed in me. I'm going to continue to look closer at myself and my actions, to take this time to listen, to learn, and to take accountability. Which like, by the way, just I have to say, like everybody's like public statements recently being like, 
this week, I wasn't on Instagram because all I want to do is listen and learn. Well, baby, bitch, you should have been listening and learning for your whole goddamn fucking life. Literally. And it's like when people are like, oh, can you just like be nice? I just stopped being racist yesterday. So like, if you could just give me a few days, I have to work out the fact that like, I have treated black people unfairly for the entirety of my life. And I just got caught now. So just give me the space I need. It's like, fuck your space. Call fucking faith, you dumb bitch. What about faith? So no acknowledging of faith, which is absolutely ridiculous. And also my emotions over something. (laughs) My emotions over something that involved my friends outweighed my logic. Meaning like the Jax and Britney thing made her go and say these things. Bitch, Jax cheated on you too. Jax has done nothing good for any person in his life. Literally Tom Sandoval said he's the worst person he's ever met in his his entire life. And he's like 37. And not to like let's focus on this really quick so earlier i said i when faith when all that shit went down with faith so like, we're getting so close to the camera i love i know it. i'm obsessed i'm obsessed i'm obsessed I'm, i could do this every day so faith when all that shit went down with faith i want to be really 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 clear that the only thing i think that faith did wrong was to have sex while she was working watching yeah. that woman that's the only thing i think did wrong Jax taylor is a human piece of actual garbage and he does not know how to treat let alone women but human beings so the fact that faith took any any heat for that if i was in the editing room at bravo i'm like you're gonna make faith look like fucking mother Teresa because she's done nothing wrong in fact she's the one that's telling britney and everyone else what this piece of shit is doing it's like really like so what you're saying stassi is the fact that my friends treated Faith unfairly when this man who did the same shit to me for four years did it to his other girl that's trying to be the star of the show. <laughs> when all of this happened, I was so blinded by that bullshit that I thought it was okay to racially profile her and accuse her of a crime she didn't commit. Knowing, even in 2018 of April, that calling the police on a black person could very easily end in that person being murdered. But you're, okay, we, thank you for, uh, we, that was, it was heartfelt. And then, okay, live, laugh, love, Stassi, we got it. Exactly. She's going to take accountability for her own privilege. Take accountability for your fucking stupid mouth. Take accountability for the fact that you're inherently racist. How about say that? I would stand in front of it and be like, I was not raised with the skills or the intelligence to understand not only the way that I treat people of color, but the way that I was raised to believe acceptable to treat people of color. I accept any consequences that come from my actions because this is wrong. I would have quit the show. I would have been like, I don't deserve this platform anymore. Like, because you're never gonna recover from that regardless. You're a fucking asshole, like an actual asshole. And her matching asshole best friend, Kristen Doty, wrote her apology, which was even worse oddly enough (laughs) oh my god i love okay you guys she's been feeling and learning this week too you guys you guys give her a moment give her her space (laughs) all these white people are so it's just such a crock of shit i've been learning all week and then they're like i am so exhausted i've just i'm so overwhelmed with knowledge that was readily available to me for the last 500 years but you know here i am just living in my apartment with my four t-shirts that I have left because I can't sell them and these 50 bottles of wine that are now like creating a house for my cat because I can't sell them. Here I am like listening and learning. And it's honestly, Kristen, like you're 40 years old and I'm not one to age shame, but like you're not young enough to be stupidly racist. It doesn't, but let's hear this apology. I'm sorry. I'm just so, I'm like, I'm surprised she can even read, quite frankly, but I'm ready to hear the apology. I'm surprised she can read. No, I mean, let's not get crazy. She should read or write any of this. <laughs> the publicist, literally the last thing on her invoice was like, apology. Apology. They're like, and it's like a 1099 too. It's yeah. like a 10, like it's, she's not even half of that fucking money is gonna go, go to her taxes because, and honestly, she's probably like, I'm gonna do this pro bono because this asshole, I need her just out of the way. Is it the same publicist? Do you know that? Is it the I same? I mean, I don't have it for sure, but I'm assuming they probably have similar teams because they all work together and 
just yeah and it's like how many publicists in la are really like let's get those vpr girls like let's do it let's work for them it's probably yeah. one <laughs> one woman like fresh out of college she like just started it and like she's like i stepped in actual shit like <laughs> is there are there any other girls that work there preferably not morons that i'll gladly like i'll take laura lee back at this point like, i would rather laura lee yeah be the star of Vanderpump Rules again which honestly could get equally as dark i don't know if yeah. it's a racial thing but i feel like i don't need a wellness check on laura lee like I no yeah i'm good i'm just gonna assume she's doing okay with whatever that movie she was in are the miller checks still coming yes in. yeah i'm hoping you get residuals from whatever that is <laughs> and i hope like you're living your life not thinking about Jax taylor and i hope you've moved <laughs> on but i don't want to know i agree i don't need to check in i don't need to okay kristen's okay, apology <laughs> I know. It's really hard. This episode is going to be six and a half hours. <laughs> I have been taking time to really process what I've been seeing, feeling, and learning. And I need to address something specifically that happened a few years ago with my former castmate, Faith Stowers. Although my actions were not racially driven, I am now completely aware of how my privilege blinded me from the reality of law enforcement's treatment to the Black community and how dangerous my actions could have been to her. It was never my intention to add the injustice and imbalance. I'm ashamed, embarrassed, and incredibly sorry. I will do better. I have to do better. This is like when your seventh grade teacher is like, Kristen, come to the class. <laughs> I read Stassi's paper two hours ago, and it looked <laughs> frighteningly similar to yours. Did you two write your paper together? I felt I was like, in seventh grade, again, being yelled at. For me too. They definitely put it through that hypothetical plagiarism website that all teachers pretended to have access to when we were growing up they're like we will put it into a website we will know if it was plagiarized if this and is I'm like MLA cited whatever that means um we will find out and we will <laughs> get you suspended yeah <laughs> yeah exactly and it's for me I'm like I I didn't you have to write the paper for them to accuse you of plagiarizing it I'm like I was ready for Bravo 11 years ago so I'm like really okay <laughs> is that it that's the end of it so that's the end of it. Yeah. No, again, no directly reaching out to Faith and saying anything directly speaking to her. And Faith has also confirmed via Instagram that neither of them have reached out to her directly because they are cowards. And they lost their jobs. They don't care at this point. They don't care. They lost their jobs. The whole world found out that they were fired. You and a million other people in America are now unemployed. And at the end of the day, it's like myself included. And it's like, Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Like at the end of the day, it's kind of like, you don't give a shit about Faith. And honestly, both of your apologies said that because like I said earlier, I would have just hit the nail on the head and been like, I saw her. I do not have the racial intelligence to know that I'm making a complete generalization. And I, they said black girl and I said Faith. Point blank, period. There's nothing more to it. You didn't learn shit. You're not sitting here like with an almanac going through different possible like words that you could use it's like she's got every single every black history book is like surrounding i'm surprised a picture didn't accompany both of them where they weren't both with their fists up in the air or something super fucking problematic kneeling, because like, that would be yeah literally like kneeling with their hands up literally like black lives matter it's no honestly apologize to faith and deactivate your fucking account point blank period don't come back we're good Kristen, from the beginning, I had an old boss who was obsessed with Vanderpump Rules, so we would talk about it, like, all the time. And she loved Kristen. And I'm like, why? And she's like, you know, like, I just love the craziness. And I'm like, so that's how I would describe genuinely, like, that's how I would describe James Kennedy. The craziness of James Kennedy, I'm like, he's just crazy. You know what I mean? He's crazy for TV, whatever. Let him crazy. I mean, yeah. in a way. Chris, 
Kristen, I'm like, no one's going to intervene. Like, it's like, this is Mama June level. You're going into a black hole. Like, Kristen's had moments on the show where I'm like, this is insane. Like, on the reunion when, like, she was completely like, yeah, I fucked that guy. And yeah, he was dating my friend. Like, it's none of your business. No, the, it's my business. You fucked the guy that I was. Do you not see how that's an issue? Also, and it's like, and then, like, are you going to bring up her fucking jacks? Like, oh. while she was dating Stassi? I'm like, while he was dating Stassi? Because, like, that's another thing where I'm like, that's unforgivable to me. Like, I would never associate with you ever again. If one of my friends fucked my boyfriend right now, I would invite them over, also smack them in the face, and then never speak to them again. Like, I don't know why there was a continuation of a friendship beyond that. You're not a good person. And Bravo was like, write the check. Write the check. Give it to her. Give her and I'm like... Yeah, it's insane because like VPR is the little engine that could because when that show first came out, do I like need to know about this? And then like three episodes in, I was like, oh, I need to know about all of it and I'm never going to turn it off ever. But it's one of those things where like a lot of other spinoffs have been kind of one and done. You know what I mean? Like every time a housewife gets married, we have like a 11 episode like we're gonna watch you get married or like every time like every time candy likes a shit we're like watching an entire <laughs> an entire like season arc of what candy's doing i just thought it was gonna be one and done and i love it but honestly when they announced like they were casting new people it wasn't even just because of that like just because of like my distaste for kristen it was more that i was like these people have like gotten too used to this money and too used to this privilege and they have no concept of really what reality is. I don't mind watching Dana in a comedy club because I'm like, okay, that's kind of like probably what she's actually fucking doing. You know what I mean? Whereas I'm, like you have somebody, continue, sorry, I'll never stop. No, 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 oh my God, are you kidding? Uh, <laughs> Literally why I have a podcast. But no, exactly. <laughs> you actually see a realness that we were kind of seeing in the beginning seasons where Kristen was trying to be an actress and like that one scene where she was like writing a resume, which was really funny. You know, the, like, so they all kind of had their goals, but like at a certain point they gave up on them and Saucy has had like 10 different fake goals, whether it was- Yeah, yeah. Wasn't she like an event planner? Yeah, the event planner. And then the podcasting thing stuck. And so then they kept giving her scenes where she was like doing her podcast with Jax. Again, like making light of like all of the bad shit he's done consistently. Like, and, like emotionally and mentally abusing her for like, you have to take Bravo to task at a certain point where you have to be like, you guys are easily one of the number one networks that people watch when it comes to reality TV. Like, no one's watching E! for anything but the Kardashians. No one's watching, like, MTV anything but, I don't know, Teen Mom 11. Like, no one's watching, like, you know what I mean? My boyfriend's kind of obsessed with uh, 90 Day Fiance and stuff like that. I don't have time. Like, I have, like, 11 Bravo shows that I have to watch, and, like, I have, like, three a night. So, like, I don't, I don't really have time for that. I wish I did. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, sorry I my reality docket is filled but it's also like you have to be like mm, I, they'll fucking kick a housewife out for way less than that way less than that you know what I mean honest I have to be truthful like I'm happy that they're gone because I think that at this point maybe the show can like move forward and I think that it shouldn't take a movement for us to realize that like these kinds of things are problematic i.e. Jack's outing Ariana four times on tv where I'm like so he should be next it's obviously of a different breed of problematic, but it's also problematic. Whereas you, you guys can't just say whatever the fuck you want. Like just because you're actual real people, we all know that like a lot of this stuff is like directed and contrived and like controlled. So it's, you need to direct, contrive and control your speech. If you want to be racist, I don't support it. I'm still going to think you're trash. Go be racist in the privacy of other racists. Yeah. Don't be like blatantly racist. That makes me think you have no racist friends, which is even more pathetic that you're like announcing your racism. And honestly, I hope that Katie pulls a full fucking Shannon Bedore and is Mariah Carey. Like, I don't know them anymore. Like, they're not on the show. So I don't, I never saw them. I mean, I kind of think at this point, like if the show does move forward, it's going to be really different we're still going to have the Toms. And I think that's going to be kind of like the shining light. And I think it'll really just focus on people at the restaurant again, because even Stassi hasn't been working at Sir for years. Kristen hasn't been working at Sir for years. And that is the point. And that's why Tom Sandoval is still on the show. Cause he started Tom Tom. And that's why Schwartz is still on the show. And Jax is still picking up shifts, even though like he doesn't know how to make a pump teeny and he's been working there for 
37 years. And also, like, apparently had some, was going to be some magical, like, sportscaster in, like, the middle of fucking, like, Merritt Island, Florida, or wherever he was going to go. And it's, it's just, like, shit like that is, honestly, like, I feel like he's the most problematic on the show. And I think that, like, that it's, I think, for, in order for the show to move forward, like, do I think they could have done a little bit better with casting some of the new people? Absolutely. I think some of them were boring. Like, I would be on there, Megan, fucking screaming in everyone's face for no reason. I'm like, I and have to like, be on TV. You're gay, so you can't be on Banner Punk Rules, even though it's you know, all about... <laughs> is that LGBT. Yes. It's probably well, no. Lisa Vanderpump is very I, silent now, but it's, you know, no. I'm also, let's, let's be clear, Casper, I am out and gay. That's why I can't be on Vanderpump Rules. You can be gay on Vanderpump Rules. You just can't, people can't know. They can shame you about it, though. They can shame and call you, you out. Maybe yeah. being gay, or maybe being bi, or maybe it's so pathetic. Well, that was like because that's a, that even calls to the task like another one of those moments with Billy Lee with that season where like I didn't necessarily agree with all of Billy's methods, and I thought that like sometimes she was like compassionate about the wrong issues. That whole thing with the girls' night, you guys don't realize how you're excluding this trans woman who works at this restaurant you have every other girl that's on the tv show is on this flyer and now you're going to exclude her and you're like i mean she just wants to be friends with you and it's like no she doesn't want to be friends with you she just doesn't want to be like treated in a way that's transphobic and guess what just like when a black person tells you you're being racist when a trans person tells you that you're being transphobic you don't get to be like Actually, I'm not being transphobic. So that's like how you feel. That's not how I feel. And it's like, okay, they're all fucking problematic. Like Lisa Vanderpump herself, they all are exactly like you said. It's like she, Vanderpump is super, super silent. But I guarantee you, the second the LA Pride Parade like comes back, she'll be like on the front of it in like a rainbow, like chiffon t shirt with like tulle skirt and like 11 dogs and her husband just behind her like what have I done to myself <laughs> why did I sign up for this but I think one really poignant thing I saw online was Candace from the Real Housewives of Potomac wrote a comment on Bravo making like a very bold statement saying like we are terminating Stassi, Kristen, Max, and Brett because of racial whatever on Vanderpump Rules and she said this is a great step as well but I think it would be helpful to accompany these terminations with a thorough explanation as to why they were let go given the facts that their racial indiscretions took place months ago and in some cases years ago and they were allowed to keep their jobs having an honest conversation about why Bravo is choosing to associate with people who display implicit and explicit racial biases need to be a part of the conversation if pop culture leaders, parentheses like my network, are going to help heal the wounds of racism in this country. And I agree, like, unless Bravo can say- 100%. The things that are getting them fired, then other people on the network are gonna feel like they could say those things. Or other people in the world will not understand why they're being condemned. And so many people in like Stassi's Facebook group right now are being like, I don't, Get it? When did Vanderpump? I literally think I saw a comment saying like, "When did Vanderpump Rules start caring about black people?" And it's like, well, they oh, have right. it. It never has, and it doesn't. Yeah, and we're and we're, we're just trying to say that that's wrong. Yeah, we're trying to say that that's wrong because it's like honest. I love Candace, but and I love Potomac. Like, I mean, no, she's like, wild of her own. Yeah, she's got her own shit, but she's not fucking racist. And at the end of the day, it's. I kind of agree with her where it's, I agree they should be fired, but I do think that they should be like, I think it's important to call out the fact that these are long-term things because I think what it looks like is Bravo is very much kind of like, well, we got caught. So now we have to let them go. And it's no, what they should say is just like I've said three times already on this podcast that we have realized that we have allowed racism to go on for the sake of a TV show. And at the end of the day, like, you know, on a show filled with white people, we should perhaps be more sensitive to the fact that like we're in LA. Uh, LA is one of my favorite cities in the entire world. It is so beautiful. Like it's so much fun to be in. Like there's so, but I promise you there are a lot of black people there. You're not in the middle of a place where people are like, what are black people? It's, it's almost when watching Vander, yeah, it's almost like when watching Vanderpump Rules, you're like, what, did they, are they off today? Like, I don't under, where is everyone? I don't, and I want to say that when my brother, like me, my boyfriend, my brother, and all of our friends went last year for gay pride, ironically enough, and 
when we were there, we went to, we, of course, we went to all the spots. And except for uh, Villa Blanca, because it's not on TV. So, like, I don't have time. No, nope, nope. But, like, there. What, even where is it? Don't even know where it is. But so I went there, and we went to all the other ones. And, like, I want to say that my server at Sir was a woman of color. If I'm not 100% mistaken, I'm pretty positive she was. And, like, even in an atmosphere like that, like I said, you're at a restaurant. And it's beautiful. Smaller than I thought it was going to be. But it's beautiful. And I'm thinking to myself while I'm there, like, even then where you're like, where are all these girls? Why are they not? And honestly, I'm having this realization as I'm saying it to you. They probably just have the good sense to not be on a fucking reality show. They're like, no, thank you. I absolutely not, not doing it. And they probably also have like behind the scenes insights of these idiots. And I can imagine there's so much gossip going on with the Vanderpump Rules cast amongst the people of the restaurants because they kind of see like behind the scenes what's going on they see what's happening when they're filming and when they're not filming and just kind of like chatter between tom or max or whomever this is a random side note are max and brett fired from the restaurants or just the show that's a good question because vanderpump on the fucking reunion this is another mind-blowingly problematic thing when she's i have spoken with them and i understand that they're not racist. And then Brett is like, oh, but I'm Spanish. So I grew up saying these things. It was Brett, yeah, Brett, yeah, Brett. Brett was like, I'm Spanish, so I grew up saying these things. You are never allowed to say the N-word. Under any circumstances, is the N-word allowed to come out of your mouth? You should not be working at a restaurant where you're serving all walks of people. You're a racist. I'm not saying you can't be cured of the disease that is racism. I'm not a doctor. I will be a coroner of racism, and you are dead to me at this time. So, like, I, you so know, <laughs> because it, I don't have anything more. You know, I grew up. My parents are my my mother works for Rutgers, the state like, in New Jersey, and my dad is a therapist. And my brother and I are both gay men. We're incredibly accepted by our family. Like, we grew up in a beautiful multicultural area. We have a lot of different friends from all different walks of life, but we've never once used that as an excuse to be ignorant or as an excuse to be racist because all I've ever thought to myself is, am I checking myself enough? You know what I mean? Am I, am I saying the right things? Am I doing the right things? You know, like I had a dream like last night about something bad that happened to me years ago. And then this morning I woke up and when I was on my run, I was like feeling poetic and I put on my Facebook, I was like, you are not defined by what has happened to you. And I immediately took it down, not a famous person at all, just a gay boy from New Jersey. And I immediately took it down because what if like someone thinks I'm talking about the movement and I'm saying like, you're not defined by what has happened to you. So like move forward. I was like, I'm taking that down because at the end of the day, like I would not, I would lose sleep at night. You know what I mean? I've gone to protests. I've been like out here, like in these streets, screaming at people. I've been fighting. It's just like in my web of, understanding all the people that I'm around are like-minded. So it's, I'm not fighting really with racists anymore because I'm like, I'm deleting you, you're not in my life. Which makes me think, I'm sure the Vanderpump Rules group chat, because you know there's a Vanderpump Rules group chat. And I'm sure the Vanderpump Rules group chat is going back and forth of like, I can't believe this happened. And then like, just at the bottom, it's like Ariana Maddox has left the chat. She's like, I'm not gonna be involved in any of this because it's, you're fucking racist and you know what if you're racist and you are continuously racist publicly you should lose your job whether you work at the port authority or you're on vanderpump rules racism should not be tolerated in the workplace when it is tolerated it's immediately sending a message to other people that it's okay to be to other non-people of color that it's okay to be racist and it's sending a message to people of color that if someone treats you in a in a disparaging way or unequally because of your skin color you're not going to get any traction complaining about it because this girl is over here racially profiling you from a newspaper and no one said anything about it like it's june of 2020 this happened april of 2018 we may not have all known about it or we may not have seen it whatever we did because this, this yeah. is our bloodstream yeah, yeah what else are we doing <laughs> but we did but it's imagine how faith felt in 2018 hearing feeling that way and like having like and, and i mean she spoke about it but it's i before she spoke about it like imagine what you're putting somebody else through 
well, I don't even think they can even get to that point. I feel like once they did the podcast, it was like da- out and out of their lives. And both Jackie and Kristen and Stassi, Stassi especially, like they pride themselves on being unapolog- unapologetically unedited. And I want to say that's your fucking problem because I edit two shows a week for myself and I have said fucked up things about whatever, whatever in this world. And I listen back and I say, oh my God, oh my God, like take that out take that out, do better, do better. But like, that's called like being a professional. And when you put something out and thousands of people are listening, like I have a micro little show. I can't even imagine seeing what Saucy's numbers are. I can imagine seeing what Jackie's numbers are. And to be saying those things and to be so proud that you don't edit yourself shows such a lack of fucking just self-awareness to think like, oh, everything you say is going to be perfect. And I get it. Like, I have found myself editing myself more in certain situations. And then people have said, oh, Megan, you're turning soft. You're turning soft. You're turning soft. And I said, well, at a certain point, my own fucking integrity is more important than making listeners laugh or feel like I'm saying something fucking crazy just because it'll- You're trashing someone. Yeah. trashing someone. I, a couple weeks ago, I, I've told, I told my friend this the other day, like, I randomly went on a 13, I mean, not 13, I'm- hyperbole probably like a three minute rant about Lala it had nothing to do with the topic we were talking about like I don't even know we probably were talking about Vanderpump Rules but (laughs) I listened back and I was like this is so upsetting what is going on in me what is my problem with her that I feel like I need to say those things and I need to take her down to such a level of like me being truly disgusting and I took it out and kept it pushing and now I think, think about it and I at least can proudly say like, oh, like, yeah, no, my show's highly produced because it needs to be. If thousands of people- And you recognize- And you- You have to be, a, like, you have to be a little bit cognizant of what you're putting out there. You can't be a dumb fuck all the time because it's easy. It's stupid. And it's also like, I had a conversation like this with my sister-in-law the other day where we were talking about somebody that we both know and and this person's excuse is always like, well, I have no filter. I have no filter. And I'm like, so there's two things I always say to that. The first thing is that's totally fine. That is not how adults in society behave. So at the end of the day, you can be proud of having no filter. Believe me, I was like that from like ages 14 yeah. to 19. And then someone punched me in the fucking face. Like, and someone punched me in the face. Or you can't have a mouth like mine and not get punched in the face. Eventually, and that leads me to my second point, which is like, number one, that's not how adults behave. Number two, that's cool. Eventually, you're going to come up against someone who feels the same way as you. And it's freedom of speech is not freedom of consequence. They're two completely different things. So like, if you want to say whatever you want, you have that right to say whatever you want. That doesn't mean like, A, worst case scenario, someone can't beat the fucking shit out of you for it. Or B, maybe a little bit better than getting your ass kicked is you're going to lose your fucking job. And I think it's important you do edit your podcast because you know what? This isn't a live show. This is a taped show. And at the end of the day, it's you have a voice and, and you have a great following, I think. It's like, I think your following is only going to continue to grow because you care so much about your audience and because you connect with your audience and you're not out here, like, for lack of a better term, masturbating just to be like, to sit here and just like, listen to yourself speak. You have millions of followers, Stasi, Kristen. Collectively, millions of people are listening to you. Young girls, older women, black people, white people, gay people. You have to take them all into consideration when you speak. And if you don't want to, Ramona, this is not the job for you. I will always circle back to that, like when they did that massive Bravo thing, um, BravoCon, and they brought Ramona up to like uh, feud with every single housewife from every single franchise. And Del- she is with every single person. Yeah. Well, Dolores, who is lives 40 uh, minutes away, yeah, was, well, they were getting to that argument. And like, all I remember so clearly is Dolores being like, this is the business you're in. Like you have to treat people with a certain level of respect. You don't get to say, I don't want to take pictures with people. This is like something where like, I will always pride good reality TV stars on where I'm like, a lot of drag race, RuPaul's drag race stars are very, very good with being communicative with their fans and like, and and meeting those people there because it's, you have nothing without that. You're not an actress, Stassi. You're a nobody. You're not like, (laughs) you're an actual nobody that's lucky enough to have this platform. Watch a fucking housewife franchise Find one of the OGs, see what they're doing, that they've been kept on the show for as long as they have. Maybe not Ramona, but like find somebody else 
And, you know, like somebody like Bethany, look at somebody like Bethany. And although she's no longer on the show, you're going to say, you know what? Look at this person who has taken their platform and doing something good for it. Apologizing for the things they say, going back on the things that they've done. You know what I mean? Like, I think that they just, they're not sorry that they, that they said it. They're sorry that someone caught them. They're sorry that it's being pulled up. And I guarantee you, I know enough privileged white girls that that's the focus in their group chat right now is that why are we talking about something I said two years ago? And it's Gossie, we have a laundry list of things that you've said. This is just the first time someone's actually given a fuck enough to say, you know what? The door is closed and you are no longer permitted to continue to speak this way. And honestly, in a rare turn of events, I'm happy that Bravo has given them the ax. But I do hope that Candace, I really do hope that they take that cue from Candace and they say, this is why it's happening. You know what I mean? Yeah, because a lot of times it's like, even in these public statements, nobody is saying, they're saying Black Lives Matter. That's amazing. But no one's addressing, like, the mass incarceration, the police brutality. Like, so many of the things that, like, the Black Lives Matter, you know. Encompasses, yeah. Encompasses. And so when you're just saying these blanket statements, and then they're both doing, like, the Black on their feed, which, oh my God, th- thank you so much, both of you, for posting a black square, because that changes everything. That I, you, finally, you're, God, you're so woke. God. The wokest, you're the wokest. You went and you took your phone and pressed it up against your hand, so you got a dark pick, and you just got enough that you cropped it, and you put it on, and listen, I had the black square up too, until someone explained to me that, like, what the ramifications were of posting it, why it's not enough. You know what I mean? Because initially, like, obviously COVID is still a thing. We would be in person if it wasn't. And I think that, like, at the end of the day, like, I was worried about going to protest. I was worried. And, you know, my mom called me and she was like, we're going to go to this one. And I was like, all right, I guess if my Italian mom is okay with it, I'm going to go. But it's, it's like I said the other day, like, on my Facebook, I was like, because I had a friend who was just, the Facebook posts are not enough. If you want to like do this, you have to donate or you have to do this. And honestly, like he's a good friend. I've known him for years and I'm very proud of everything he's done in the movement because he's not at all racist, but he's definitely one of those people that like, I'm sure you've had those people in your life that you're like, oh, okay, wokeness. All right, look at you. And he, and he's one of those people and I'm proud of him and I wasn't attacking him, but I just thought to myself, like, you know, what about people that like have autoimmune issues or like, yeah. other conditions they can't go to a group of or they're a caretaker for someone who is a doctor and they can't expose that person like just being on the streets it's a, it's a privilege to be on the streets to be physically 100 on the streets even that and it's like or somebody like or somebody that like has lost their job and doesn't have money to give five dollars to a donation if you know what i'm glad people are posting on all their social media and that black square to me after having it up i took it down but after having it up i was like you know for me, like, I think anybody that wants to do that and, and feels passionately, like, I think it's good. If the buck stops there, Stassi, Kristen, you're just not doing enough. I know you have money. I know both of you have money. Like, you live in fucking California. Yeah. Like, Big, nice new homes. You have money. So it's like, at the end of the day, put your money where your mouth is. I will be, and I will fucking text you about this, I will be unbelievably proud of both of them if they make donations, even after they've been fired. I think that would be something that, like, it won't happen, but I think that would be something that would like, because I would be like, okay, at least you're learning. You're taking some of that money that you may not ever see again. Because like, let's be real. What are they going to do? Like, what are either of them going to do? Maybe Stassi will get back into event planning. Yeah, that worked out really well for her when she like did that Lala event, just yeah. the blind leading the blind. I was like, oh, yeah, maybe she'll do that. Maybe she'll go back in the amazing race, or maybe she well, will. Like, they can't even get jobs. And little do they know, like Faith said on this podcast that she went on, that she's been unable to get jobs because of these articles that were written about her in the Daily Mail. And she said she's been in interviews for other reality shows or whatever interviews that she's interviewing for. And they've said, well, do you have a criminal record? We're going to look into this. Da, 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 da. Like, you can't shake those types of rumors. If an employer sees that, they're just going to say, fuck it. It's too much work. It's too much work. Especially on a TV show. Especially on a TV show because it's like, you know, everything comes out in the wash. So if you're on a TV show and you have these false accusations, you're not, she probably is not even, this breaks my heart because it's like, she's probably not even being given the platform to defend herself. They probably see this shit and they're like, nope, she's problematic. And then they watch that season, which in hindsight, if you watch the way she's treated, it's horrific. Even in that season, she said in this podcast, 
because the host asked her, why were you not on the season after all that stuff? And she said, because they made me sign an appearance release to go to the part, to Sheena's birthday party where the whole entire thing happened. So regardless of if, regardless, whatever she said was okay to air because it was on the release. But Bravo told her they wouldn't give her a contract for the remainder of the season. So if she wanted to be on the show, she could sign releases. But her agent was like, you're not going to be on a show without a contract and without a paycheck. So they wouldn't even offer her money. So they were going to silence her instead. Fucking assholes. And it's a really interesting thing when you start hearing more of the background into it and what people knew and what people didn't know. People didn't know. Like, I had a girl hit me up on Instagram yesterday, and she was like, at Bravo Happy Hour, at a bunch of other people. I cannot believe you are not doing anything. You need to do this. You know, I said, bitch, I have been talking about this very thing probably four to five times, I would say, and that's like on the low ball end. Probably, yeah, four to five times since October 2018. So shut the fuck up if you think like this has been a hidden thing. And I was like, if you are so passionate about getting justice, you make the petition and I'll sign it, bitch. But like, don't come at me saying you're into, and I said, I've been calling Stassi an entitled fool since day one. And like, she's, because uh, she smells like an entitled fool. You can't, she can't be on TV. That's what I'm saying. We're like, with people like that, that's why, like, I, I bet Jax is next. I, oh, I can't, next. I can't see yes. how they wouldn't continue the show for two main reasons. Lisa Vanderpump is in that kind of crown of Bravo where it's Vanderpump, Bethany, Nini, Teresa, where they will always be... Mount Rushmore. Yeah, exactly, if you will. And I think I should that, make that into... Hmm, yeah, you should do it. I need a Photoshop person. Yeah. Anyone, Anybody that does Photoshop, please email Megan at, at Bravo Happy Hour and make a Mount Rushmore of Nini, Teresa, Lisa Vanderpump, and Bethany. But, um... <laughs> So I feel like Vanderpump is going to do whatever they want. I mean, they're going to do whatever they need to to keep Vanderpump. But I would not be surprised if, like you said, I think think it'll start to become more of like a housewife show where, like, the Toms will be full-time. I think Katie will be, like, a friend. I think that, like, I think they're going to make it that nobody works there is on the show. So I think Ariana will still be pulling in once-a-week shifts because I think Ariana is not problematic television. You know what I mean? I think that she's good to watch and she's cute and she's funny. But I'm also like, what they should not do this coming season of Vanderpump Rules is like put a ton of black people on it. Because at the end of the day, it will be so obvious that that's why they're doing it. That I'm like, find genuine people that represent the community and put them on the show. Dana's cute. Do I care about her? I'm not sure. I don't really like get that you know what I mean I just think it's too much it's too we're in the middle of a pandemic a recession nobody has money everybody's stressed out I don't know if I want to watch rich people anymore in that in that capacity I'd rather watch unattainably rich like Real Housewives this kind of like you're a former server and now you have all this money and all this privilege and you're an asshole about it is no longer entertaining to me because I just, you make me sick. It's like, that's like when that girl, what's her name? I'm so bad with remember her name. The new, she called Jax a 50 year old man on, uh, yeah, which is my boyfriend's name. So that's really good that I can't remember it. But um, I thought that Charlie was so like, she was like, whatever. But I thought when she literally said to Jax, she was like, you're a 50 year old man. Why are you yelling at me? I was like, why has no one else said that? That like- got blocked by Jax a year and a half ago because I was like, why are you picking on Raquel? She is 21, a recent college graduate, immediate block. Like, bro, do you even read the things that you're blocking? Maybe if you read the things that people were saying and actually made changes rather than just blocking, silencing, no longer in his life. Thank you so much for listening to part one of this awesome conversation with Jared. The two of us ended up talking for two straight hours, which is unheard of if you know me because I have ADD and am chronically hangry and need to eat every 45 minutes. But because it was two straight hours, I wanted to break it up into two episodes. So tune in on Friday for part two. It's just as amazing and actually better if you ask me because by like an hour and 20 minutes into it the two of us were talking so close to the screen because we were both so incredibly passionate about the conversation so be sure to tune in 
thank you for listening. You better be watching this on YouTube because the videos are so cute, even though I will say I barely brushed my hair for this one, and you could tell because throughout the whole entire video I'm looking at myself and critiquing my baby hairs. Anyways, thanks for listening. Follow me on all of the things, and thanks for being awesome listeners, and go and give me a great review because those really make a difference, and baby's trying to make some money from this. So anything you can do to help me along the way would be super, super, super appreciated. Love you guys. Thanks. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.